Welcome back. We're going back now to the middle of 1921, a time when the military situation in the Irish War of Independence was critical. The IRA had been fighting a guerrilla war for two years and their supply of arms was running low. To carry on the fight, they had to take drastic action. Connor Sweetman has the story. In May 1921, Seamus Finn, an officer of the 1st Eastern Brigade of the IRA, received a message from General Headquarters. Michael Collins wanted to speak to him. When the two men met in Vaughan's hotel, Collins took little time in telling him what was going on. 1,000 Thompson machine guns had been purchased in America and were on their way to Ireland. Seamus's orders were to visit North County Dublin and to select a suitable landing place. So my name is Karen DeLacy, I'm the County Archivist for Fingal County Council and I work here in Local Studies and Archives and Swords. So Finn then travelled to Old Town in North County Dublin where he met with members of the Fingal Brigade. So over the next few days they carried out their survey and reported back to Collins that all of the Coast Guard stations in Fingal were within sight of one another. You know, they were all connected by telephone and they basically, I love that quote from Seamus Finn where he says... You know, there was no hope of landing a goat from Lambay, much less a consignment of arms, because I think that sums it up. They knew that if they were going to be able to carry this off, they had to take out all the Coast Guard stations at once. And that's why we get this kind of quite dramatic simultaneous attack happening at midnight on the 18th of June, 1921. The best hope for landing the consignment of arms was at Lakshini, a small town located between Skerries and Rush. It was relatively quiet, an isolated little inlet where the shoreline provided good shelter. It was also a reasonable distance from the British bases at Gormanstown and Collinstown. Yeah, I think in a way it's curious that the Fingal coastline was chosen because I know, you know, there's a kind of perception that the War of Independence in Fingal was pretty quiet actually because you know the terrain is pretty flat, there's not a lot of places to hide and there was this large military presence. Um, and that's one of the reasons that Balbriggan Coast Guard Station wasn't uh, touched because they were just worried about the proximity of the military authorities to it. Seamus brought his report to Michael Collins. I think Collins seems he has a, a pretty clear idea of what needs to be done and he's quoted as just saying, well, wipe them out. <laughs> and um, they start to, to form this plan then to basically, like that, burn them all down, get rid of the Coast Guards and leave Lakshini openly. You know, Lakshini is kind of located in the middle of this line of Coast Guard stations down the Fingal coast. So basically it would be unprotected, unmonitored, and they'd be able to take in the arms. Once they decided on this plan, Seamus Finn went to train volunteers at Old Town for this complicated operation. It had to be a precise strike, with groups of 15 or 16 men assigned to each Coast Guard station for a midnight attack. So these groups um, of 15 or 16 men made their way to the different Coast Guard stations, so obviously under cover of darkness. Um, and so at exactly midnight, they basically burst in the door. They want that element of surprise. They douse petrol all over the stations. They smash windows and break doors down to make sure there's a draft so that the fires catch quickly. Um, and they also take items themselves that they think might be useful back at the camp. So they take bicycles, telescopes, blankets, you know, these kind of, kind of practical items. I think the relationship 
between the Coast Guards and the Raiders is is quite funny and really stands out. You know, you have uh, the Raiders, you know, apologising for the trouble they've given and, you know, the Coast Guards are paying tribute to how polite they were and saying they were all jolly lads. So, you know, it's, it's, it's quite interesting because I think the Coast Guards were seen in a different light in Irish society and you can see that by how they're actually treated. You know, they're allowed to take their personal items and... I love the story in, in Rogerstown where they, they help one of the Coast Guards to take his piano out because he says, well, he won't be compensated by the Admiralty for it. <laughs> um, so, you know, they, they take it out, put it in a safe place and then set the place on fire. So, The day after the operation, Seamus Finn travelled to Dublin to report to Michael Collins and the General Headquarters. As he was walking through town, he was surprised to see so many headlines in the daily newspapers headlines like County Dublin sensation and I suppose it was the thing of them all being hit simultaneously so the news is kind of filtering in the different stations are being mentioned in dribs and drabs um, but the, the newspapers say you know they don't know who did it they've uh, you know it's, it's this mysterious attack even though the men themselves weren't um, disguised in any way you know um, and I think realistically I'm sure they <laughs> they all know who did it After the burning of the Coast Guard Seamus Finn's main task was to keep a close eye on the coast, particularly Loch Shinney, and to wait for the consignment of arms to arrive. But then, out of the blue, he received a message. He was summoned to Dumboyne, and this was very unusual because all of his meetings so far had been in Dublin. And when he gets to Dumboyne, he finds out why. He's told that there will be no guns, that they were seized in New York before they even left the port. And as Seamus Finn says, you know, it really knocked the bottom out of us. We know now that they were captured even before the operation had had begun. So, um, you know, while they were still planning this attack, the guns had already been seized, but they weren't aware of this fact. So, you know, the whole operation really had been in vain. This story lay dormant until this year, when Fingal County Council and the Irish Writers' Centre decided to commemorate the operation with a project entitled A Burning Tide. Six writers took this piece of history and weaved it into a series of personal stories of what may or may not have happened on the night of the 18th of June. We're, we're standing on the quay in Loch Shinney, which is, I always refer to it jokingly as my spiritual homeland. We're looking out of the harbour, there's lobster boats up against the wall there, and across the bay at Dramana there's a Martello Tower. That's Enda Coyle-Green, a local poet. Something jumped out at me immediately with the first bit of historical research papers I received, and that was a piano. That at one of the stations, they asked, the raiders asked, would you like us to save anything? And one man said, please save my piano, I won't be compensated by the Admiralty. So they dragged the piano out and burned the station down with everything in it. So that was the first thing that got me. And then I thought, well, that's quite personal. And then the fact that I live just 10 minutes up the road from here, I live in Scaries, and that was kind of the angle I approached it, a love of the place and the piano. My name is Caroline Cowley and I'm the Public Art Coordinator with Fingal County Council. So what that means is that I work with artists to bring different stories to life in Fingal through art. So it's kind of a story that it just it prompts you to think about more like you want to hear more about what happened so when Fingal County Council said that they were going to commemorate that piece of history 
it was really exciting. You know, the archive department didn't have a lot of detail on this either. And they managed to kind of pull together a very concise, a very limited, you know, history of this moment, which left all these kind of questions and all these kind of roots to the imagination as who were the people? What happened that night? Why was no one hurt? What was the negotiation? All of those questions and you know, what was the feeling? And it was the feeling of Ireland being on its edge of freedom as well. So there was that that kind of exuberance of youth for the people who were actually carrying out the act. I could imagine in 1921 in a harbour like Lakshini and a group of 30 men from Fingal were all plotting and planning and organising about how they might do this. I can imagine there was a lot of excitement and a lot of romanticism in the air. And the project is called A Burning Tide. So the idea that we were sort of, you know, on the edge of our freedom so there was kind of a lot of fire in people's hearts as well as the physical fire that was burning the buildings. Connor Sweetman was reporting there on that operation at the tail end of the War of Independence when the IRA burned six Coast Guard stations on the North Dublin coast just a few weeks before the truce. After the break I'll be joined by Pat McCarthy to talk about the history of the Irish pharmaceutical industry. Stay with us.